Okay. That's is that a problem? Good. Is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. It's too late now, isn't it? It's I can't really now. change my voice. Sorry, you need to go back yeah. and get born again. <laughs> 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 This is Layers, a conversation about building brands with more depth. Hey, this is Layers, and today we're asking the big questions about defining your position. Positioning is the, is the place that a brand occupies in the mind of the customer and how it's distinguished from the products of your competitors. If you're starting a brand, it's important to ask the right questions before you get too far down the path. Intention in how you position can have a big payoff. MC, g'day. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm really good. We're going to go question for question today. Okay. We're going to ask the six big questions to define your brand positioning. Yep. Let's go. What okay. do you got? Cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't think these are in any particular order or necessarily the only six things. But That's good. Yeah, just a few things, I guess, to, to consider when you're, you're tackling this part of any branding project. And I, mean, I guess it doesn't even have to be part of a project like these are things probably to question all the time and and just to be conscious of Mm. my first one is what do your customers care about and really what i mean there is i think oftentimes when you're thinking about your business it's like oh okay we're defined by these set of services or we have a product and it does this thing and it has these features but I guess the the key thing when you're thinking about communicating to your customer is at the end of the day, you're trying to convince them that it's value for them or, you know, that it will enhance their lives in some way or deliver them some sort of benefit. So I just think it's always important to sort of come back to that frame of mind of thinking about what do they care about. I think a good example is often you might see a like a digital product or some sort of product online and it's listing all these features, you know, that it has. And it's like, okay, well, does the customer actually care about those things? It might be cool that it does it, but, you know, they're they're just thinking about things in a very different way than, you know, you're often projecting when you're just thinking about, you know, what your business does or, or the features that your product has. So I think, yeah, just constantly bringing it back and, looking at those features, for example, and trying to turn them into benefits that, you know, oh, well, this thing's cool because it enhances your customer's life in this way or whatever, and that's something they care about. It seems like such an obvious question to ask, but it's often not asked. Yeah. Well, it's a hard question to answer as well. Yeah, well I think that's why, you know, it's yeah. a lot easier to talk about, I'm an accountant, I have these services, you know, or I'm a law firm and I service this industry, you know, that's easy stuff you know but trying to figure out the nuances then of how and why that matters to somebody else is certainly harder yeah i mean are there any tips around how to like how you would actually ask that question i mean how like is it is this does this just go to a place of research is it like just picking up the phone and and talking to people in your network like what are the what are the things that you could do yeah i mean certainly talking to them about it you know is a great place to start so you know a lot of times we'll see brands and it can be guilty of ourselves you know you sit in your office and you just assume that you know what the customer wants or what they're thinking so certainly asking them you know in any format is is a great way to start it does get a little bit tricky you know you don't want to take one or two opinions and then suddenly apply that to to everybody but certainly talking to people is a good start but i think even just that first step of putting yourselves in their shoes and and sort of changing your framework from being the business owner projecting out to the the customer looking in and just try and build up that understanding 
and sort of uh, empathy as much as you can of, of what they might care about. I mean, you probably have some inkling. That's probably the reason that you created the business or the product in the first place is to fix a need or, you know, to, to create something that they want, you know, or is useful. So I guess just revisiting that as well and trying to determine why you thought it would be, you know, of value to them. Yeah, and I think in creating that uh, solution to a problem, you also find that there are other things that that solution also helps to address as well, but mm. maybe you're just not aware of it. Yeah, and, it's sort of that knock-on effect. Yeah, it's a knock-on effect, and I think you, you, you only really discover those things by by talking, by surveying, by paying attention to what's being said on social media. I guess, you know, reading commentary around particular topics. You know, there's, there's a whole raft of things I guess you could be doing in and around that, but having that customer sort of central in your thoughts and in your conversations about how to position is is such a critical one. So I reckon that's a good one to start yeah. with. I think too the the point there that you sort of touched on a little bit is to then just be continually open and ready to learn, you know, about, you know, that it, it, it's probably both an evolving thing that might change over time but also, uh, you know, we've seen this a lot where someone will launch a product thinking it's going to be used in a certain way but then you quickly find out that, you know, the customers are actually using it in a different way or get a different benefit out of it, that sort of thing. So that's where if you're sort of paying attention to those things, you can then continue to wrap that back into your positioning and your messaging and, and have it be stronger over time. Yeah, Because it's about learning about your business as well as much yeah. as it is about what am I going to write in my next yeah, bit of marketing copy? That's, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a consistent question that never goes away or persistent question, I should even say, is like, what do your customers care about? And that's what keeps MDs up at night. It's what mm-hmm. keeps marketing managers, everybody in the business really. Yeah. That's what, what everybody should keep wondering is what the customers care about because that's a great way to, to, to think about positioning. So I just killed it with the first question. Yes, so now you've got to follow that up. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and in no particular order or yeah. of importance, but the, the first question for me, uh, my brain went to, the elements that you can combine to create a position. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is if you think about, and I won't name the, the the brand of soap, but if I said if there's an organic soap that's made for women with dry hands, <laughs> <laughs> those three those three elements uh, are what makes up a particular brand position for a well-known global brand. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another example. Accountants for entrepreneurs who deliver their service with personality or premium plants for first-time garden nerds. What are the things that you can combine together that you're really good at that create a brand position? So it's a it's a combination of, of elements that you can stick together. The classic example was Dilbert, so you know the, the comic, comic strip. And I read that uh, before the guy that um, did deal with Adam Scott, he he was actually he was an office worker, hated his job, but found the funny side of of like his his work, I guess. And what he did was he learned how to draw a little bit, and he had a, quite a good sense of humour, and he had this insight about the office worker, and so he created this brand in and around Dilbert by combining mm-hmm. factors together. And so he wasn't particularly amazing at at any one of those, but he was really good at combining those things to create deep expertise for a particular mm. audience. Yeah. And I always thought, 
that's a really interesting way to position your company and to think about like what are the things that you're really good at and then how you can combine them. And I think it could be maybe it's just one or two things together that you can combine but maybe it's like five or six as well. Like if yeah. you're really good, that just kind of makes your brand interesting, noteworthy. I almost call it the Aldi effect in a way. It's like, like yeah, go and get your groceries, but then we'll buy this weird shit on the side <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's a, that's a great one. I think that when you can combine a few unique things together, it's certainly more powerful than, and I guess makes your, your business kind of more bulletproof and, and probably as it relates to my question gets more to then more things that the customer cares about and and i guess helps them overcome any objections or whatever that they might have had if you're lining up all these things that you know really mean something to them yeah. it's like oh and i get that and i get that too yeah i mean randomness can can work but and I, but I, I don't think randomness is great great for every brand but i think it does go to your point about what customers care about like if you can get two or three or four elements that can come together that then sort of solve that customer problem or deal with that that question that you ask, which is what do your customers care about, then I think those those things can be a really winning winning um, combination of questions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my only sort of nuance on that one would be that I think it's also important to pick, you know, probably the most important ones. You know, we I guess we just see it so many times that, brands try and be 10 different things or you know talk about 12 different angles you know on the same thing and we just find over and over again that's just too much it's too complicated you know yeah i think that's a good point to bring up like Mm. you just don't you don't want to have too many messages out there yeah so it's the combination stuff is powerful but to a limit you know it it would actually lose power if there's too many things to combine yeah absolutely all right what do you got on question two smash me Uh, so my next one was I guess, you know, we talked about first up what your customers care about, but then my second one was what do you care about? And, you know, this is a pretty simple one in terms of, you know, it's, it's been done to death, I guess, you know, talking about your why and whatever. But I do think that it's still important to, to continually bring it back to what are you passionate about, you know, as a business owner or, you know, what does the business stand for, those sorts of things. Because, again, you know, even if you if you did one of these things in isolation where you just went and found something that some customers care about, but you didn't at all, then I think it's going to be difficult to grow and drive a business in that area. But for me, the magic really happens is when you have overlap between those two things, you know, what you care about and what the customer cares about. If there's a big overlap that that's the same thing, that's when you're going to get a lot of passion and drive and exciting things happening. Yeah, absolutely. All right, question number two for me that I'll be asking is, what are you really good at? And I think this works nicely if you can't answer the question that you asked comprehensively, which is, you know, what are you really passionate about? Because for a lot of brands, it becomes difficult for them to isolate that at times, especially if the company gets sold a couple of times and repositions, you know, many times over the course of, you know, 50, 100 years, whatever, Mm -hmm. that that becomes a harder harder question to, to answer. But the question about what are you really good at could be a good one to ask in terms of how you position because you'll find that a lot of companies are decent at, plenty of things but they're only really exceptional at maybe one or two things within that that their service or their product offering yeah so yeah i just think you should just naturally gravitate towards the things that that you're good at and double down on that 
and it's like that natural ability thing and then putting in the hard work to double down to make that an even better service or product which can then help you build out a really defensible market position mm. so yeah so i'd be asking yourself what are we really good at as, yeah. a, as a business yeah it's funny you'd almost imagine this all as a bit of an exercise if you drew it all up and you know imagine them all to be circles you know what do customers care about what do yeah. i care about what am i really good at yeah. And those overlapping bits then are going to be that gold, you know, where you can really win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my last one then was just, I guess, shifting the focus a little bit. It's still back on customers, but more from a behavior point of view. And I think this is just more one that gets a bit overlooked um, when people are thinking about their business. But it's really thinking about your customers. What are their motivations and behaviors? And then asking yourself, what's going to stop them from switching and using your product or what is going to be a strong enough benefit or outcome or or feature or whatever or service that will be strong enough to push them to switch. And really what this just taps into is this idea that, you know, you can have a great product, a great brand, a great marketing story, but you sort of often overlook what's it actually going to take for someone to make the journey to start using your product you know, for me, a good example is like zero accounting software as, as something to talk about where it's like they have a great product, you know, somewhat decent brand and position is pretty clear. You know, it's, it's accounting in the cloud. It's beautiful accounting is what they call it. But there's an inherent, you know, sort of inertia for people with accounting software and it's probably getting less and less, but oh, this is the way we've always done it or I've got all my files, you know, stored in my, you know, on a computer somewhere or my accountant does it or whatever, like all these things where they just would see it as such a big slog to even consider using the product. You know, it's not good enough just to have some of those things. You've got to, you know, I guess come up with a strong enough argument or, or brand position that will make it so that they almost don't have a choice, you know, that it's that good that it's worth the effort, you know. So... I think to talk, you know, about some of the stuff we talked about earlier, that's where just for them listing features of what, you know, their software does is not enough. You've got to really sell that story of of how good it's going to be once you get here to make them really sure that it's worth the hassle, worth the effort. You know, even if it's just perceived effort and it's not really that hard, again, that's another pain point that you might try and tap into with your communication to show them that it is easier. But it's only by thinking about that behavior and objections and what's the process that they're going to have to go through to start using your product that you actually start to consider building that into your positioning and messaging. I like that. I think that's a really good question to ask. What's going to stop your customer from making the switch? Yeah. Because that is, that's tougher than we, than we all anticipate it's For going sure, to be yeah. in any business, in any vertical, in any sector getting somebody to switch from what they're comfortable with to, to the new thing, yep. that's, a t- that's a tough battle. Yeah, exactly. So, it's a really good question to ask nice and early in the piece. What's stopping them? I like that. It's good. All right. My final question is, where is the future? So, I, I, I it's often here, think- It's here. It's now. It's here. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of companies are built for the now. And, and, you, and you, yes, you do have to, you have to participate in the now because that's how we make money and that's how we make mm-hmm. a living and that's how we, you know, how we fund the future as well. So, part of the business has to be about, okay, now, but also the other part in positioning, I think, is, is asking where the future is. Where's the customer going to be in five years' time and, and how we positioned as a brand 
to take advantage of that to, to deliver the services or the products that they need. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would, you know, I would definitely say that, you know, that's a question we need to be asking ourselves is, you know, where is the future and, and thinking about how that plays out in, yeah. in your positioning. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think that so many people would look at anything to do with branding and stuff as very much a point in time and let's get that project done and then forget about it. But to even bring it back full circle, you know, off the top, we were talking about that idea of being continually open and learning. I just think really for any business or product, your positioning will evolve, you know, or at least, you know, the very core of it might not change so much, but how you communicate it, things that you emphasize over other things, you know, is always going to change. So as you say, looking to the future, but also then sort of realizing it as it comes and evolving, I think is hugely important. Definitely. All right. So the six questions, what do your customers care about? That's a big one. What do you care about as a brand? I think that's a really important one to, to, to keep asking. And then what would stop your customer from switching over to your product? That, that to me, that's, that's a really critical question to ask in, in brand positioning. What elements could you combine to create the difference? What are you really good at as a brand? And where's the future? They'd be six really core critical questions. You ask yourself those questions, you're going to get some interesting answers and that's going to help you form up a position. Yeah, very nice. Nice work. Thank you, MC. All right, thanks, Dave. All right, talk to you next week.